0: Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are close-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire Zero Play, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibration stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm. in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire. And I have a very, very special guest today. Unfortunately, Yaz is sick. So it's not corona, y'all. It's allergies. Girl's been working hard. So she needed a night off. But that means I get our lovely guest, Miss Trisha of Safe Slut on IG. And let me just make this clear. Safe.slut on Instagram. Okay. And I am so excited because... Ugh, I love having positive, sex-positive women on my show. I mean, we we need more of it. We need more yes. of us <laughs> on social media. So, Trisha, welcome to the show, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And so tonight, we're going to talk about herpes. I'm just going to come out and say the name, you know, because I feel like people get so uncomfortable with the word. And we need to not be so uncomfortable. And so herpes, everybody, just as you're listening, just say it with me right now. Herpes. I don't care if you're in your car. I don't care if you're at home. Even if your child is around, they got to learn about it eventually. Just say it with me. Herpes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to break the stigma just with that. And so, Trisha, the reason why Mm -hmm. I brought you on is because your Instagram account, Safe slide. Mm -hmm. um, Advocates HSV positive people out there to still date, have sex, Mm -hmm. live with herpes, and still be sexy about it. And so I applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much. (laughs) Awesome.
0: So why don't you tell us about you know what inspired you to you know create this account and you know different aside from anybody else who makes you know, their blogs about anything about sex. Like, why was it that you made it a point to talk about living with herpes and, you know, being positive and, and kind of just changing that stigma?
1: Yeah, um, so when I got diagnosed, um, I, I've always been like, really into like casual sex or even whatever whatever what thing you want to do um and so after that I was like oh my god I don't know if I can do that anymore um whatever and people were like oh it's okay like you'll still be in relationships like people will still want to date you and I'm like cool that that's totally fair um but also like what about casual sex for people or just like anything like I just don't want to be limited right um which is which is true like you don't you're not going to be limited. You can still do whatever you want. It's totally fine. So I wanted to not only smash the stigma of all STIs itself, but just kind of let people know and empower those who have it that they can still do that Um, and still have relationships too, like definitely advocating for casual sex, any any type of sex, or even being asexual. So any type of thing that falls into the sex-positive realm, I just really wanted to be an advocate
0: for. I love that because I feel like nowadays, especially with – you know, social media, dating online. I feel like herpes has become like this, like, almost like Black Plague. And Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like Scarlet Letter. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you know, what's yeah. funny
0: that you mentioned Scarlet Letter because I was going down the rabbit's hole um, about herpes and like why people all of a sudden started getting this hysteria. And surprisingly, we have some major magazines from back in the 70s and 80s to thank for that and I exactly I I was shocked I was completely shocked um I believe it was uh time magazine that even called it the scarlet letter oh yes the new scarlet letter
1: um, I actually bought that magazine the vintage one on on Amazon so I was like I have to have this it's so over the top and crazy oh my Um, gosh yeah, so I, I own it. It's re- the the just the overall, like, language is just so demeaning. It's mm-hmm. um, especially towards women, which is not surprising whatsoever. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like, the things about it are, like, oh, you get it from, like, the like prostitute or like it's uh, always from a woman it's always the woman's fault which is very interesting um but it's crazy that yeah essentially i mean the virus has been around since before humans so it's nothing new um Mm -hmm. but in yeah like the early 70s um the media just kind of made this made it a huge scare and that's when the stigma pretty much started so after like the sexual revolution it became a little bit more prominent um and then yeah that just went from there
0: yeah and I say like more than ever the misconceptions that we get in which we'll break it down um it's just it's just so crazy and it gets wilder every year that I've ever (laughs) just come across you know articles on herpes and it's very Mm -hmm. hard you know to find spaces for people to talk. Like I have a lot of friends who yesterday reached out because I had posted on my Instagram, I like to do these like daily questions. Haven't been doing it Mm -hmm. so much with coronavirus going on, but I decided yesterday, you know what, let me just find out and get a feel. And I was actually surprisingly happy to see that a lot of men responded um, saying that they wouldn't mind having sex or dating someone who was positive. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, you know every single male that said it, except for one. One guy just did the generic like, "Oh hell no," but couldn't I back up. <laughs> yeah, couldn't yeah, couldn't I back like, up no. his yeah, like couldn't back up his reasoning why. But I know a lot of people who just do not know what it means to be positive with something. You know, yeah, they treat it as if it's a social stigma, and it it, never, it really does not need to be. In fact, right people need to realize that over 3.7 billion people under the age of 50 have herpes simplex 1. And that's usually oral. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Patricia. And um, with that breakdown, that in fact, that 417 million people between the ages of 15 and 49 worldwide have herpes simplex virus type 2, which is, of course, genital herpes. And Mm -hmm. in that breakdown, um, again, That's just the U.S. alone with the 417 million. And a lot of people, even though, you know, there are many people in this um, in this country that go around not even knowing that they have herpes because some of them will never have an outbreak for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's asymptomatic and it's also not on the STI panel, so when you are getting screened for um, STIs, you're not getting tested for herpes and majority of people don't know that. I didn't know that until I got herpes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in it, since it's mostly as- 85% of the people who have it are asymptomatic, um, so there, there's just no way they would know because the, um, the CDC doesn't recommend it, so they, you really only get tested if you have those symptoms or you know that you've been exposed. Um, So, yeah. And a lot of times people who are saying like, oh, hell no, I'll never hook up with someone like that most likely has been exposed, most likely has it. So, yes, it's just it's just the stigma that's that's truly in lack of sexual education as well, um, which is also where I think the stigma comes from as well. It's just like lack of knowledge.
0: Oh, very much. Like I remember um, and I, I like to always joke around like I've always had my slutty side. It's oh, been yeah. <laughs> dramatically reduced now that I'm poly, but I'm also polysaturated. Mm-hmm. Which for people who don't know what polysaturated <laughs> means, it's it's like I'm a hoe to the people that I'm only dating. I yeah. I don't go out looking for random lookups anymore. It's just it's not my thing anymore. Right, right. And right. um and so I remember because of the fact that I was just working in radio, but also I was around porn stars. I remember this one guy came over to my house, you know, wanting to hook up. But then he stopped because he said, well, I don't want to catch anything because of what you do for a living. And I said, what exactly do you think I do for a living? He's like, well, you you, um, are on radio, but you're also around porn stars. And I said, so you think because I'm just around porn stars that I have an STI or an STD.
1: <laughs> That's so crazy. And also, I know that... Um, I think... I don't know the exact thing, but I've read that most porn stars get tested like once a week, or it's pretty frequent anyways.
0: Yeah, like Yaz, um, Yasmin, my co-host, she's former mm-hmm. talent. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, they get tested every two weeks. And right. in that, they're testing... They do thorough testing. Now, another porn star, I won't disclose her name... But we were talking about this, ironically, a couple weeks ago. And she had told me, she was like, you'd be a bit surprised how many um, active porn stars have genital herpes. It's just, you will never know.
1: You would never know, right. Yeah, no, that's true. That's actually one of my questions I was going to have for you because when I got diagnosed, I was like, oh no, my like... Dream of being a porn star is now over because I have herpes now. But so yeah, that's exciting. That's good to know. Yes,
0: I (laughs) I, I was honestly, I learned something new that that night during the conversation. She's like, "Girl, you won't believe how many people have had to stop shooting the day of because they had an outbreak." So they had an outbreak.
1: Yeah, which which is also I think totally reasonable that that would still be a, they'd still be allowed with that um, infection or not to do uh, during the outbreak, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, just because when you think about it, it's literally the same thing as having a cold sore in your mouth, and no one's gonna stop you from doing anything like that with. Um, obviously, when you're not having a cold sore, but right. So that, it makes sense, you know.
0: It does. It definitely does. And yes, you take some risks, but at the same time, also what people fail to realize because they're so wrapped up in you know the fantasy a lot of these porn Mm -hmm. actors you always see them with the same partners sometimes that's for a legitimate reason okay right whether or not they're contracted through that actor or actress um through the company most of the time there is a yes and no list that is definitely true And, you know, people have the right to say who they're going to film with and who they feel more more Mm -hmm. comfortable. And so when Mm -hmm. I was talking to my friend, I said, is that also possibly a reason? And she said, it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't one of those factors.
1: Yeah. Well, that's also interesting because... If that's a factor, but there's a chance that someone, they have it and don't even know, too. But right. for people who are who do know they have it, then, I yeah, that would make sense as well, I guess.
0: Right. And at the end of the day, they do have a job to do. You know, this is right. exactly. for a lot of them, it's their bread and butter. And so not even taking just the porn approach, but I feel like even people, regular folk, you know, civilians like you and I. We mm-hmm. just have to take the time to really just get to know certain things. And I think that's right. where the stigma with anything sexual comes. It's just we play so much stigma and we play so much, you know, um, we we create a lot of myths and rumors due to the fact that we just don't know, you know, what right. doesn't know exactly. scares us. And so exactly. So. A question for you, Trisha and I know people out there are probably gonna ask the you know are wondering the same So what do you do as someone who is positive knows that they're positive and you know you still actively want to date or you know have just casual sex like how mm-hmm. do you determine? you know who to divulge that information to. I know some people choose to divulge it with whoever and others choose not to. So what is your approach with divulging that information?
1: Yeah, um so I'm pretty open about it with everyone. I'm going like completely public about it soon. Um so for me it's just like a whatever kind of thing. Um but for majority of people, um they would most likely just disclose to the person they were planning on having sex with, um whether it's like one they're dating or it's like they're going home with them just kind of letting them know um r- obviously right before you're going to have any type of like skin to skin contact um because it's not it's not even just like whatever intercourse sex whatever um mm-hmm. i can just be you could literally just be like spooning and you could still get it so um so I, before any type of skin to skin contact would be the the best time to do it
0: okay and wh- um do you have any yeah. like tips of how to do it or do you just say like make it part of the conversation
1: yeah so I would go about it a few different ways if I was wanting to be in a relationship with that person um, I would wait obviously until you have sex but like wait until you feel comfortable with them and know that like there's some chemistry like it's gonna go somewhere Um, then I personally I would do it on like the third date Um, just whatever Um, and yeah I don't know I would just bring it up pretty casually in conversation um and I would even for like hookups too you always just don't want to be like oh my god I have this crazy thing to tell you like blah blah blah, you're gonna hate me like I just keep it like super casual like hey um I have this and like I don't say I have general herpes I say I'm a carrier of HSV2 you probably know it as cold sores I have it um like somewhere else and kind of thing Um, and just kind of open it up for discussion. Um, And the thing about disclosing your status to someone else when you're positive, it's not just you telling them that you are positive. It's also asking them about their sexual health Mm -hmm. because that's also just as important um, because there's also a good chance that they probably haven't been tested in a while either. So, um, and it's also putting um, herpes positive people at risk because um, we are more likely to get other STIs from yes. um, so having it. So, so that, it's actually really important for us to make sure we know their sexual history as well.
0: An important fact, um, those who are positive with HSV2, it makes it a lot easier for them to get HIV, um, which yeah. does eventually cause AIDS. So that is something, mm-hmm. you know, to keep in mind as well, you know, like... Trisha said, it's very important that you disclose your your sexual history. I would actually say to anyone, positive, not positive, you know, you should always divulge your sexual status. I feel like... Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I think I wasn't I was always kind of do the oh are you clean yep you clean yep okay cool and then just continue mm-hmm. um and that's not always like people aren't always going to be super honest about that which is how i got it um but yeah i think it took me to get herpes to know how important knowing your partner's status is Indeed. and how, how yeah maybe to just wait till they have like the paper where you can see if they're negative or positive first before just kind of just going being like yeah whatever i kind of trust them it's chill um so yeah it's important for everyone not even just positive people
0: clean versus you know dirty Dirty,
1: the biggest
0: you know I've one of my partners we had to talk about it and you know she had called me out she's like you know I love you but uh I need you to to change your wording on some things and I was like what what's going on she's like you shouldn't say clean versus you know not (laughs) clean I was like oh my god, you're absolutely right because all I'm doing is just kind of adding on to that stigma. Exactly.
1: And yeah, I mean, of course I was saying stuff like that before I had it. Um, Most people do, and they're not thinking about it. Majority of the time, they're not truly doing it in, like, a demeaning way. It's just sort of, like, secondhand nature. Um, But just being conscious of it, you're like, oh shit, yeah, I should not be saying that. Um, So kind of just being like, instead of being like, oh, are you clean? You can be like, what's your sexual health history like? Have you been tested recently? And, you know, just better ways to go about that.
0: Right. Did anything, you know, show up positive? Do you not know? Mm-hmm. It? Do you not understand the terminology of positive, you know, test. Let's talk about it. I absolutely am all for that. I feel like anyone in their right mature mind and for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to advocate and like say if you're 18 and over and having casual, frequent sex. You should be an adult Mm -hmm. enough to ask these questions. You should be an adult enough to carry, you know, to carry condoms with you at all times. Exactly. And even still with condoms, people, we have to be aware that even if you are having sex with someone who is positive for herpes, and you use condoms. Yes, you are still exposing yourself in some way or form. But mm-hmm. there are safe ways to approach certain things. Right. And so exactly. I I actually, I feel comfortable enough to say this. Um, I was actually kind of nervous in speaking out about this because I have not divulged this information to anyone except for my partner's. And a couple of my friends. But um, first of all, I have to say again, I'm so glad that you're on here and you are sharing your truth in the way that you are. Because um, a couple months ago, in fact, the beginning of this year, I was tested positive. Uh, Welcome to the club. (laughs) And you know what? I, I am fully prepared. Everyone who's listening right now. I am fully prepared for any type of backlash. I am prepared for any repercussions in me even saying this because, you know, again, I, I know that people are going to probably perceive me differently for saying this, but I am now comfortable in saying that I am positive without crying. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly.
1: That's, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a journey to get there. But once you do, you're like, whoa, like it's so easy to, be like this now and Yeah. And you're not alone. Pr- like majority of people have it. And that's what I always tell myself that um and then the people who can speak out about it are gonna help fight the stigma. So what you're doing now is amazing. And if people are gonna backlash you, then like obviously they're idiots and they're
0: uneducated. So thank you. Thank you. Because know? yeah. yeah. honestly, it's not it's not easy. And I was I was actually furious. I was furious with one friend because the way mm-hmm. that they were trying to console me was not in fact consoling it was more like oh well I hope this now you know you've learned your lesson in, in finding love with just one person and I said "Exactly, yeah. You, you do know that yeah I might be a promiscuous person but you don't have to be promiscuous to get herpes
1: exactly yeah I know people who've got it from the first time they've had sex Someone who didn't even have sex yet. It was just from skin that skin-to-skin skin contact. Um, people yeah, are born exactly with herpes. About, people are born with herpes, exactly. Yeah, it's not about being slutty or not. Um, whatsoever. Whatsoever.
0: No. And for me, yeah. I know that I am honestly probably... I'm very safe. Um, mm-hmm. I have to be. Because again, being poly, I have five partners i have sex with multiple partners sometimes Mm -hmm. all at once sometimes not all at once
1: and Mm -hmm. i've always
0: been a promiscuous person but a safe promiscuous person but i know that i i've had my own slip-ups i i've been (laughs) pregnant before i've had an abortion and i've talked about that and so Mm -hmm. for me this is now just another i don't want to say i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna say it's a sexual milestone I'm going to unstigmatize this because now it's made me more sexual aware. It's made me Mm -hmm. more knowledgeable about not only myself, but also, like you said, to others. Now I can relate to someone. I can relate to someone like yourself. And, you know, hearing you say, you know, it was hard for you to come out and say you were positive the first time. Right. It, it's not easy guys and it's a mental thing like i consistently i i have to thank my my poly partners um consistently for being just as open and honest as they are no one broke right. up with me like i was the one bursting in the tears while they were just like okay they're I mean, like yeah that's true yeah <laughs> they're like
1: and that's great that they were like educated enough but i've also found that people more in the, the queer community are definitely going to be a lot more open-minded yeah. um than most so that's also really great in your situation um but it, it's just it's just interesting because people who are like oh i'm always so safe i'm always so safe um yeah that's really fine i am too there's also been plenty of times where i have not been safe right and that's totally fine majority of people that i've talked to have been like oh yeah we didn't use condom blah blah, 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 blah. and it's just like a fact of like, I'm still in my 20s. So it's just, a, I feel like it, people in their 20s, like living in a city, like it's just it, shit like that just happens. And it does, you know, and even even using a condom, it only lowers the risk of getting herpes by 30%. So it's it's it still helps beyond suppression therapy can help it. I think that lowers it by like 50% or maybe more. I'm not sure. Um, so there's different steps you can take, but there's no actual way to completely not get it like it's just impossible it's just a part of life like it's just to me like having an STI is just being a part of being human like no other way around it
0: couldn't have said it better honestly I always joke around in a light hearted manner but I'm like at this point we all could have herpes and just not know
1: yeah exactly and majority of people do so yeah. whatever who cares
0: <laughs> and again if you're dealing with someone and I mean by dealing if you're fucking somebody who's gonna make you feel unsexy because you have an STD or an STI you don't need to be giving up the goodies to them there are plenty of sex yeah. positive people living positively and still life goes on you can find that community exactly. and just know exactly right? yeah people like There's so
1: I feel like so many people are just so open-minded now um, I feel like if what we experienced happened like maybe 30 or so years ago it probably would have been a lot more difficult mm-hmm. but I think through just like being in a newer generation where people are more open-minded. And I think having access to just like everything online where you can actually research things and just like, just having just, yeah, better access to like Planned Parenthood, which hopefully stays that way. Oh, Um, let it be. like Like that, you know, I just feel like, it's easier for us to deal with this at like in 2020.
0: We're about to take a break. I want to tell you about Stitcher and its premium service, Stitcher Premium. Yes, it's an ad to tell you to buy some more bonus content for podcasts. For 4.99 a month, you can get ad-free content, including... 300 plus hours of comedy podcasts including my girl ali wong if you think her comedy specials are funny on netflix you got to check out her podcast on top of that from my melanin queens out there the sugar featuring tika sumter it's great it's new and for all my women who just like to stay in tune with things that kind of kick the shit That's the podcast for you. Of course, for all my Marvel fans like myself, I got to say I'm addicted to every Marvel film, every TV show. And then I got hooked on their numerous podcast content. And let me tell you, the imagery is sick. But all this and more is at Stitcher Premium. So go to stitcher.com backslash premium and use the promo code Sapphire. It's that easy. $4.99 a month use my code sapphire at stitcher premium. Now back to the show. Um it has to be yeah. and especially now because yeah. let's face it. I get it people. We're on, you know, another month of quarantine. We're all getting horny. We're all getting <laughs> yeah. frisky like we're all getting like this, sens- this sexual tension but we need to be a little more safe. Um mm-hmm. I said it on a previous episode. I'm part of this like female empowerment group on Facebook. And awesome. the amount of messages for people begging to have sex during this quarantine, and one person even said, "Yo, I'm clean all the way, no herpes, you know, no Ugh. no COVID, so no need for condoms." What? What? What the
1: fuck? Ugh, no! 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 No!
0: Ugh,
1: shut them down. <laughs> Anytime I see anything like that. And, like, I don't, like, to do you want to, like, argue on the internet or anything, but, like, I just feel, like, a way to just, like, smash the stigma is just to, like, just to say something. It can be in a very, like... I say it in, like, a more educational and, like, maybe add, like, a heart at the end, like, thanks, haha, but just, like, you gotta let them know because even if, like, they just even can't speak like that, like, I don't know, I don't before I even knew about herpes I don't think I would have said something like that also right I don't know like I just feel like that's just hurtful
0: <laughs> it's so hurtful on so many different levels yeah. because it's like you never know who you're messaging and then you're gonna say exactly. some, sh- some shit like that like how do you know that person that you're trying to like reach out for some booty is actually positive exactly yet, exactly you're, you're gonna turn that the herpes positive into a negative and it's like okay um You might lose out on the best sex of your life because you're so close minded to the fact that people walking around with herpes is like the end all be all.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And it's the thing is a lot of people with cold sores, they don't disclose to their partners that they have HSV-1 um, because it's not as stigmatized. So they don't feel like they have to, which actually most people are getting Um, genital herpes from HSV-1.
0: And we all know it's why. (laughs)
1: uh, And they don't know why. And I even had um, one girl message me the other day and she was like sending me screenshots of this guy she was talking to on Bumble and he was like, oh, well, I have um, cold sores, but it's not its not the herpes kind. It's not the bad kind. And she was like, what the fuck? It's the same exact thing. And he did not believe it. Like, he wouldn't believe her. And I was like, yo, send him just a link to the CDC. Like, it's just... Right. That information's just so available. The fact that he doesn't know that by now, that's why I keep posting stupid memes about that on my Instagram. So I'm just like, people, come on. As you
0: should, because again, people... Um, Yes, you can have oral herpes actively on your lip, go down on somebody, and then boom, you're giving them a strain of herpes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's also they... um, There's also something called shedding. Mm -hmm. Um, Asymptomatic shedding. So you... Um, can still spread the virus when you don't have an outbreak present. Um, So it's not as frequent for people with um, cold sores, but it still happens. Um, That's how a lot of people get cold sores as kids, because their parents or family member kisses them, um, even without an outbreak. So, um, So, yeah, it's still so important that they should disclose as well, but they have no idea that they have to. And a lot of them are probably the people shaming people who have general herpes. So it's just... It's crazy just the lack
0: of education, honestly. It has to change. It has to change. I feel like if we're going to teach, you know, proper sex ed, by the way, shameless plug, guys, go and follow Fuck University link in my bio. But that's F.U.N.I.V.E.R.S.I.T.Y. That is my other sex ed podcast, but also upcoming web show, web series where we're trying to reinvent sex education, including talking about living with herpes, you know, love it. Yes. Everybody should follow. But seriously, I feel like if we're going to teach sex education, we have to teach, you know, the importance of knowing what herpes is exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think just teaching that you are going to get an STI. Like if you are sexually active, like you are going, you're going to get one. Like it's just going to happen. Most of them are curable. Great, just get treatment. Yes. Um, But the thing is we weren't taught what to do when you do get one. So a lot of people are so afraid of getting tested because they're afraid of the outcome when they don't realize that like, it's fine. Herpes is manageable. HIV, totally manageable at this Mm -hmm. point. Totally not a sentence whatsoever. And most of them, HPV usually goes away on its own. Um. So just getting tested because if you do leave curable um STIs untreated, that's when um, issues can happen. Major. Um, and yeah, and most STIs are also asymptomatic. So people are like, "Oh, my! I'm not burning when I pee. I don't have weird discharge. I'm fine." But no, mo- it's most of the time it's asymptomatic. So
0: yes, and especially with herpes, for instance, you know it can result in sometimes just even fatigue, a fever. <laughs> Um, right. You might feel some soreness. You might not even see, you know, exactly like cuts. I know for me, when I had my outbreak, my first one, um, I thought I had cut myself shaving because there was a sore on my clit. And <gasps> mine's on my clit too. Oh my god! And see, and you, and how annoying wow. was that? How annoying was that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, what? I made mean, my roommates come look at it. I was like, you guys, what the hell? <laughs> I, knew, I, knew some, I knew something was wrong though. But, so I was just like, you guys, come check this out. This is crazy. Um,
0: I love that you have that closeness. I love that.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm also an esthetician, so I look at like buttholes and like today. So well, now I know totally when I go to the
0: East Coast who to go visit. Yes, I
1: will. <laughs> <you don't.
0: laughs> Being an esthetician, do Mm -hmm. people who um, are positive, do they have to disclose that if they're waxing or anything?
1: So technically, if they're getting a facial, they should disclose. I've actually worked on, this is actually a crazy story. It was actually right after I got her bees. Um, This one woman came in and she was from Ireland. So she had a really heavy accent. So I couldn't really understand her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, I have a bite on my lip. And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> but she was wearing a ton of makeup, <gasps> so I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "I was like, is it a is it a cold sore?" And she was like, "No, it's a bite." And I was like, "Okay, bitch, what?" <laughs> um, so, I, <laughs> so I did this. I started doing the service, and then once I was doing the extractions, I have like the loop lamp, the bright light on her, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's a cold sore." <laughs> so technically, I should have stopped the service, um, but I just put on gloves mm-hmm. um, mainly because I'm just like really sympathetic to that now. Um, Unfortunately, she was kind of a, not a great person. Um, oh, no. Yeah, she was kind of rude. But um, yeah, so technically she should have said something, um, even though she, she clearly lied. Um, but she did tip really well, which I guess was great. Um, and then I had another person who had one, but it was like crusted over. So if, if it was like really oozing, I would have stopped the service. But I just kind of put on gloves to make sure I didn't touch any part of my body um, but usually most, m- most estheticians would probably stop the service, but I guess I'm just like, whatever, we all have herpes, I care. Um, <laughs> which, which isn't good, because I technically, like, if I touched my eye right after, I could have gotten in my eye or something. But right. Whatever. And then, um, I also had another woman, um, come in for a Brazilian, and she was like, oh, I have this, like, I think I'm getting a, a I have a cut in my leg, or, or like, near my vagina, um... and I was like okay do you want to reschedule like that's totally fine and she was like no let me just go check and look on it and I was like okay so just the way she was like talking about it I was like okay this girl definitely has general herpes and like is feeling an outbreak coming oh yeah so I was like I was gonna say something I was gonna be I think I was like oh is it like contagious because I was wanting to be like you can say you have it because I have it too right Um, but she like, checked and then she opened the door and she was like, no, 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 it's fine. So with having general herpes and getting Brazilians, you technically don't have to disclose um, if you don't have an outbreak. And if you do have an outbreak, you don't want to get a, a wax. It's like really painful. I was going to say,
0: that feels like the, like, <laughs> the worst thing yeah, in the that's world. Like not a good time. I've <sighs> actually waxed
1: myself with an outbreak and I was like, why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that was like totally fine. And then if she did have it. I'm totally fine with people not disclosing. I think most estheticians would probably agree if they're knowledgeable on the subject. Um, because I'm using gloves and I'm not double dipping into the wax, there's no there's no really like issue there. And I'm not going to touch my face after I'm, I'm like I'm wearing gloves the entire time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely not non-issue for me.
0: Well, ladies, now you know you could still be positive and get that coochie wax. It's yes, okay. Yes. <laughs>
1: Come
0: see me if you live in Boston or New York. Oh, there we go. See, now you need to follow safe.slut. Yes. Get your (laughs) wax on with her on top of that. (laughs) I have to say, it's been so good having you on. Um, Time flies when you're having fun, to be honest. So um, just a a couple of final words that I want to leave people with. So again, we already said being promiscuous has no factor. Anybody, Mm -hmm. anybody. Yeah can have herpes okay yeah yeah and since we did say that the best way you know not the best way but to how to find out if you have herpes or you know if you have a feeling that you're having an outbreak that out there like what specifically should people ask for when they go to the doctor
1: yeah so um a lot of times with when they think they have it there's either you can either have an outbreak or you can just have like sometimes it can look like a paper cut sometimes you just have like weird itching it's not everyone looks kind of different i actually had like sores present so i was like okay this is something Mm -hmm. um you are having any sort of symptom that would relate to herpes you would go to your doctor and ask for a blood test you can also ask for a culture i got both um the blood test will test you for two in two tests it's the um the igg and the igm Mm -hmm. um So the IgM test shows if there is an active outbreak. Um, so it will, if it's your first outbreak or no, it doesn't matter. It would just, either way, it's going to take up to two days or so to show up in that blood test. So when I got it, my IgM was negative because I did it like the day I got an outbreak. So those, those antibodies weren't there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the IgG test is the one that can differentiate between HSV one and two, um, and that one also has the um shows the other type of antibodies that are there. Um the interesting thing about the IgG test is that it can take anywhere from 2 weeks to 4 months to show up in in, in that test. Oh, so wow. you can so that's where the false negatives can come in because okay. you can get tested and be like, "Oh, like I have an outbreak but it's showing up negative." So that's why it's even if you've been exposed it can likely come back negative. Um so which is why this it's really wonky of a system and like Um, that's, and that's also why they don't really recommend it testing as much because if, or if you're not having symptoms, they don't want to like freak people out and stuff. Um, so there's, yeah,
0: very. And then, then, like you said, the, the culture test, which is if you see the lesions on your genitals, Mm -hmm. they will do a swab. Yeah. And I think if I'm not mistaken, even from what my doctor had told me, that is probably one of the best ways the minute that you see a lesion is to come in for a culture (laughs) test so they can definitely tell you if it's that or um, if it's like syphilis or gonorrhea because there are similar um, looks. similar
1: symptoms yeah exactly and so yeah when I first got it I went to urgent care and I got a swab there um, and that came back positive like right away and then I went to get the blood test um, from uh, my gynecologist and uh, my IgG came positive so the, that means the person I thought gave it to me actually didn't because I actually had the antibodies there for a while so oh, um so so it, I've had it for a while and then I actually got the flu um and then I got an outbreak um which was my like primary outbreak um because you can get a lot of outbreaks when you are sick so my first one was like when I just got sick so
0: and that's I'm glad that she pointed that out because like for my case um that's exactly what happened I thought I had one alcohol po- uh, poisoning because I ironically <laughs> had gotten sick Um, the week of New Year's New Year's Day to be exact I woke up and I felt like death and I didn't even really drink that much alcohol to begin with that night Mm -hmm. so it was just like feeling like the worst hangover in the world and one it ended up being me um and I've, I said this in a previous podcast, so I'm going to save everybody's ears. But I was backed up. My pipes was backed up. Okay. Yeah. Then literally the next day, the next day, that's when a legion popped up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. I got to go back to the doctor. And then yep. they, they said, well, hey. Um, and I was on my period, which made it even worse. So I had to take a picture, show the picture. They couldn't even take a cotton swab. That's another thing. Um when you're on your um, period, ladies, they cannot take a test. Oh, I or didn't that, know that. Yeah, they cannot take a test for that um, For that, because sometimes it will pop up as a false negative as well. Um, also, mm-hmm. it's a cleanliness thing. And so, yeah, she was like, well, if you have a picture, I can. And she's like, oh, no, this is it. And what you should do is self-document, you know, just in case of another one. But um, the minute it happened, they put me on the Cyclover for a week. And I kid you not, even within two days, symptoms were decreasing by so much. And so I don't have to be on a daily dose. It's only when I have an outbreak and I take it for a week, refrain from sexual activity for about two weeks and hop on the hobby horse, as I like to call it.
1: Yep. Yep. Same here. Exactly. Actually, I had an outbreak last week and I was just posting on my Instagram. I was like, should I just be crazy and not take it and see what happens? And a lot of people were like, oh, I don't even take medication for it anymore. (gasps) Um, And so, yeah, I just because I also am um, really into like herbs and stuff like that. So I just use a lot of my natural remedies Mm -hmm. and it went away in the same amount of time that it did when I was taking um, Valtrex. So I was like, oh, dope. Do you mind Um, telling us
0: like what you used?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So I take lysine, which is um, awesome. It's um, it's great for preventing and healing outbreaks. Um, also, since um, eating a lot of arginine-heavy food can um, be a trigger for some people, um, lysine can counteract the arginine. So just fun fact. Um, so what I think exactly is the
0: arginine for all those
1: argin- people- yeah, it's an amino acid, um, and it's in a lot of things, unfortunately. Um, it's in chocolate, peanuts, like all kinds of nuts, seeds, oats, popcorn, pretty much my entire diet.
0: All the good things, <laughs> um, all the good shit in all the, the world.
1: Good yeah, for real. When I first got it, I was like, oh, no, I can't eat anything. I eat popcorn, like, every single day. Um, but I put nutritional yeast on it, which balances it because nutritional yeast has a ton of glycine, Um and also a lot of, like, chocolate's not a trigger for me, thank God. For me, my trigger is mainly just stress. Mm -hmm. Um, So, which is, whatever. All the time. It's fine. Same. Um, (laughs) It's chill. Um, So, yeah. So, I take lysine. I take olive leaf. And, um... I take a lot of lemon balm. Um, I'm going to be starting to release some products soon. So everyone stay tuned. Uh, So it has to do with some lemon balm internally and also topically. Uh, Lemon balm is just amazing. Um, When you take it internally, it calms the nervous system. And um, herpes lives in your nervous system. So it's great to keep it calm and at bay. Um, And it's also just super healing. And it's great for like digestion and stress and stuff like that. So a lot of lemon balm and... um, I take um, some um, medicinal mushrooms as well. Um, So lion's mane is great and chaga is great as well. And reishi. Um, So anything that's just gonna support your immune system as well. Um, So like elderberry syrup. Um, So yeah, I take a bunch of supplements.
0: And who Um, said sluts can't be smart? There she goes. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: yeah all that stuff is really great for healing and then also also preventing I take a lot of them regularly as well Um, except the lysine if you take it very frequently it can actually cause more harm and disrupt your immune system so just take it um, when you think you're having an outbreak when you do have an outbreak or if you eat a lot of arginine
0: all right yeah well I love that thank you so much for that and so once again people another myth that we're gonna break the stigma of your sex life does not have to be over modification Yes, that's gonna happen, but it's mm-hmm. not completely over. And if it is over, that just means it's over with the person that just wasn't right for you. You know, mm-hmm. and
1: it's also it modifies your sex life, but almost in a positive sense because you're just gonna be way, way more safe about everything. Exactly, which is
0: great. exactly. So. Like you can go straight to the the source and be like, "Hey, by the way, I had an outbreak. I know that you and I just had physical activity together. You might wanna." Get tested. You might want to have a heads up. It's okay. Exactly. It is okay. I know that for all those you know people who love oral, there are modifications that you can do. Dental dams. If you don't have dental dams, you can just simply cut a condom, lay mm-hmm. it over with you know lots of lube, and go to town. It's that yep. simple. It's
1: same thing, exactly. And um, oh, the nice thing about us um, genital herpes folk is um, it's actually more difficult to. Um, transmit it orally um, so um, what someone who has it orally can easily transmit it generally but for some reason um, if you have hsb2 it likes living generally so the chances of getting it orally is very very slim so everyone who has furpies still let people go down on you. It's totally fine.
0: My face just lit up like Christmas morning. <laughs> Woo! Yeah.
1: Yes. I think it's like 02 percent or something. Like it's very, very low, or 0. 0.02 actually. This makes me
0: extremely happy knowing that because I've been missing out.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I just I closed one time. I just posted some time through text and I was like, haha, no worries. And whatever happens, you can still go down on me and it's totally fine. And I think he was like, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I know what I'm about to text a, a few people and be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> after this quarantine is over, the buffet is open, baby.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, I could talk to you for hours and I already know that I'm planning in my head. I'm like, okay, we have to have trisha come back on just to shoot the shit about some other stuff but uh, honestly i i i have to thank the power of instagram the power of social media you never know who you're gonna follow who you're gonna come across and trisha is just one of the many people that i've been following recently and again i absolutely love love your instagram account oh thank you so much (laughs) <laughs> yes and where can people you know is there any other uh, methods for those who may not have Instagram is there any way that they can get in touch with you
1: yeah um, I don't have a website yet so actually no um, <laughs> I have I have a Facebook if, if people want to add me it's Trisha wise I'm totally open about that um, I will have um, a website coming soon so stay tuned for that
0: <laughs> awesome awesome Yeah, and yeah. you know where to find me everybody that's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H I-R-E on Instagram on Twitter and you know like I said follow Fuck University f.u.n.i.f.e.r.s.i.t.y. N-I-F-E-R S-I-T-Y but I gotta say you gotta follow my girl Trisha she's an open yeah. book as you just heard just even just a preview of it and I can't even thank you enough you know Thank you for allowing me to be comfortable in my truth and sharing with you and the rest of the listeners tonight. And I can't wait, you know, see here and see more product of you and, and what's going to happen.
1: Oh, thank you. Same to you as well. I love your post also. Oh, thank you. Girl. And also I wanted to like fangirl a little bit. I was actually checking um, your stuff out when you hit me up and I noticed that you um, interviewed Joanna Angel and I was like, oh my God, she's my all-time queen.
0: Um, Fangirl's
1: so hard.
0: Uh, gotta say, that's my girl. Personally, that is my girl. So.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I'm already obsessed with this person.
0: So yeah, I, I have a, quite a few people you might be like, oh my God, Fangirl yes. away, girl. Our last guest last week, she was totally fanning over the fact that she was talking to Yasmin. Didn't realize and again had a fangirl moment so we love this I'm fangirling over you because again I love getting sex positive women especially who can really just like go out there and talk to any of us and just Mm -hmm. make us feel comfortable because we need more of that especially more than ever right now you know social distancing it makes Mm -hmm. it feel closer so thank you for that yeah exactly yeah thank you well thank you for being on and remember everybody safe sex is the best hot sex Until next time, good (laughs) night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter. For more earplay fun, go to iTunes, all podcasting platforms.